All right, the very first podcast of 2022. Um, hi there. Thanks for allowing us some time off. Thank you for coming back and finding the podcast. Tomorrow, we are, uh, Alex and I are very excited about the guest who will be on. So hopefully you will be here for that as well and get us back into your day. That's right. How was your, uh, how was your non-podcasting time? How are your holidays? Uh, you know, they were like completely ordinary which i am happy with i and i think that i didn't feel any kind of doom and gloom related to the holiday sometimes i feel sad just because maybe the holiday isn't going the way i wanted to and i didn't feel any of that i just enjoyed it for what it was got a lot of time off lots of sleep like literally i was off on friday and i did not leave the house from the time i got home Thursday night until I got up to come into work today. Good. So, and I didn't even notice, which is, I don't know if that's good or bad, but I, I was, didn't notice. I was going to reach out to you and ask ask you what you were doing for New Year's, but. I didn't know if you were up for it. I was going to ask you too, so I, I didn't know if you were up for it or not. So literally, I just stayed home. Thomas and I went out at 11.55 up at the hill where we live to watch the fireworks in all of Toledo and hear the gunshots and the activity let's talk about that okay (laughs) so i was up later than i expected on new year's eve same which is like 10 30 3 a.m and then 11 42 rolled around and i thought they were gunshots i i had heard something that sounded like Mm rat-a-tat-tat like a week or so ago um rat-a-tat-tat or whatever the gun because it didn't it didn't sound like rhythmic, like fireworks. Mm. And it happened, when I say long, it wasn't going on for minutes, but it wasn't like a quick firecracker. And then I heard it again around 11.42 till about 12.30 into the first day of this year. Mm-hmm. So it probably wasn't gunfire then, and it was just a fireworks. of both. It was right. probably both. I don't know. They they. It's like what they sounded were like were like leftover 4th of July fireworks that mm. nobody wanted to set off. Mm-hmm. It was 40 minutes of really lousy, obnoxious fireworks. And I know it wasn't as cold then as it is now, but I had not heard that since I've lived there, and I was kind of annoyed. But it, I was surprised that it happened because... It's like, okay, big deal. New Year's Eve, 2022, nothing special. Like, let's just... We've all done this before. I don't know. So I am somebody that enjoys the excitement. I I also don't live in an area that has a lot of like holiday excitement. Um, but as we talked about on the podcast around the 4th of July, we Thomas and I will get in the car and go drive around the city just to feel the the environment just to feel the energy so i love it i mean literally we left our home just for 10 minutes to be outside just to hear the energy of the holiday so um i really love it i love the chaos that that one hour brings between 11 30 and 12 30 um but i don't live in an area where i have to worry about my dogs or i mean i just turned the fan on in in my house and they didn't hear anything so um i don't at the moment have to be concerned about that I'm sure it will change when I have a baby and a dog and like you know I'm not pregnant mm. not pregnant not happening in 2022 not in the plans 
quote me. I wish they, I wish we would have communicated <laughs> while I was up from eleven forty two till whenever I fell back asleep. I would have texted you and said, "Come on over. These don't look like they're stopping anytime I soon." I probably would have. I mean, we like it, we just enjoy the excitement while we don't really participate in it. I did when I was younger. My dad was absolutely the the one to get his rifle and like shoot his squirrel rifle. By the way, not like anything serious um and go out in the backyard and shoot shoot it which is incredibly dangerous and probably not something i would encourage today but um i mean we we've always done it since i was a kid so it's just my thing i i enjoy it i enjoy the excitement of the holiday so much so that i didn't have an ounce of alcohol this weekend because i've been on call for work and somehow before i knew it it was 3 30 a.m and i was still awake Thomas and I were just enjoying our night. It was very strange. So what did you do from fireworks (laughs) till 3 a.m.? We watched um, Andy Cohen's Meltdown on CNN um, and whatever. That was really entertaining. And um, I watched an episode of Queer Eye. And then we ended up watching like Tank the Bounty Hunter on YouTube. Have you seen those videos? It's hilarious. Hilarious. So just a local, like a local person from this state based in Cleveland who who's a bounty hunter and he goes from Toledo to Cleveland to Akron to Canton and records him tracking people down and it, it's 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 good TV. Is this like the guy up in Detroit who's showing people how not not to get shot while they're in their cars? Not quite. I mean, he he there's definitely some amateur hour going on, like especially with Thomas and his love of of guns. We were watching and one of the bounty hunters has like a a laser on his gun and the laser was always in the back of his coworker. So it's like he needs to put his gun down until he has to raise it and then raise it. But he's just like going, imagine me like following you in somewhere and my gun is aimed at your back the whole time. So like if something spooks you, like you're getting shot in the back, (laughs) it's just bad form, bad practice. So, I mean, kind of, uh, he's a rapper. Oh dear. (laughs) But it was, it was so entertaining for 2 a.m. on New Year's Day. Does he have a lot of followers? He does, does yeah. He? He's got him. a couple hundred thousand. I, just a quick aside, uh, when I went into Kroger, I went to the pharmacy at my Kroger on Holland in Holland um, one of many times. I spent a lot of time just randomly going into places like Walmart and Target and mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. So I go to pick up a prescription and, uh, and open carry guy was in front of me in line. And don't get me started. <laughs> I, I can't remember the I last time I've seen anything like that. Good for him. I'm I'm glad to know that I'm protected in case some it. ruckus broke out in the pharmacy it. line at Kroger. You're mm. more likely to cause ruckus because right. you're open carrying than protect someone from ruckus. Like you're more likely to get approached because you have this like dangerous weapon that you just want to show everyone. You're you taunting have. people. You're taunting people. I cannot stand it. I mean, did he look like he was getting off of work? No. That happens with Thomas every no. now and then where he gets off of work. But Thomas will specifically wear clothes that are baggy enough to conceal his weapon because it's just like why? Why? He you looked, know. He looked like somebody who would have been. Down the road, on airport, <laughs> was waving stuff when the president came to visit, and blah blah blah. Like slop- took a road trip on January sixth. Yeah, sloppy, <laughs> sloppy clothes. The only thing what that wasn't sloppy about the guy was the way his weapon was there. Probably, and, yeah. Whatever, but yeah, it 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 struck me far more of as like I'm 
I'm flaunting this. I'm taunting you. I'm yeah. warning you. Then whatever else. So, but I did get my prescription. That's and, great. And, and if anything would have happened badly, if, if things would have gone sideways, if Harriet would have gotten wild in the in the pharmacy line, that guy would have protected us. Yeah, that's right. He would have. He would have. Maybe because so, when it comes down to it. Oh. Um. So I. You had said that uh, you thought I got a haircut, which is not possible, and I'm wearing jeans, and we haven't seen each other for a while. I know. It's weird. I don't know why you just look different today. In a good way. Thanks. In a good way, yeah. When did you get worried about me not talking to anybody or basically vanishing? (laughs) I don't... Just before you messaged me to say I'm okay, I'm just having a hard time. I don't even remember that was. Yeah, just before... Probably... Monday, maybe, I don't know. But, I mean, there was something just different about you this time when I knew you were, I knew you were having a hard time just because I feel like you were leading up to that and there was just something different about it this time than um, any other time. And it didn't sit right with me. Maybe because I'm in tune with you a little bit. At least you didn't show up at my house. I was, I refused. I really wanted to though. But I I was like, maybe I'll just drive and see if there's a light on. Mm. Or maybe like I'll catch you walking the dog and I'll just keep going. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I was, I was honestly going through that, that in my mind until you reached out. And then I was like, okay, great. I was like, please just give me like a thumbs up. Like, like my text or something. I think I did that. You two days later. Well, <laughs> but yeah. you did. I, I, the, the, for, the, for the first time in history, somebody like detaching from their phone and like social stuff completely and utterly back backfired. But it was uh, more than that. Like it, it was trending towards this, and I'm willing to give more credence to the fact that um, before I got that prescription, which was to double the dosage of Pristique, mm-hmm. I for a couple of days went back onto my Cymbalta. Mm. Um, and my doctor basically said, all right, so the, so you needed a little bit more of the prestique and I feel better now, but that could just be because I had a, uh, a therapy appointment and back in the routine of work. So we'll see. Yeah. But. I think, I, I mean, I think you're trending up or just trending like up mm. and then play little up and then like, mm. you know, coast maybe, but definitely not where you were unless there's things you're not telling me, but no, um, no. In fact, my therapy appointment went like a half an hour long. That's like, good. She kept me for like an extra 30 minutes. That's really nice. I love when they do that because that just means they're, they are invested in the conversation just as much as yeah. we, we are. I think she finds me fascinating and maybe you are a, fascinating. Little, maybe a little challenging. She loved the fact that I told her we were, I was explaining to her like how I don't like stuff. Yeah. And I want to get back to like enjoying things. Mm-hmm. And she mentioned about, you know, having things to look forward to. And I was like, that's it. I'm like, I don't have that. I did tell her like seven years ago for two seconds I took up archery. <gasps> we want to do that. Let's do that together. Well, she and I, I found myself to be very good at it for having never done it before. And it was going to be hard to do that living downtown. And I thought about it from time to time mm-hmm. that I don't live downtown anymore. And I kind of have some open spaces. Um, and over the weekend I thought, what if I set something up in my garage? But it's just not big enough. But I haven't ruled it out. That would be. I would be into that. I mean, there's Cleveland's. Have you ever been off airport? Way no. Up by and the, that's by the, the airport. Like a lot of it is like because there's plenty of places to do archery around here. It's just the driving to those places that yeah. I think was one that one thing that was step? prohibitive. And I'm thinking there's like a lot of open space where I live. I could just set some targets up, but I also don't want to be chasing down arrows if I miss. <laughs> yeah. And deal with neighbors, but it it's not like I'm firing. 
Do it with guns. A, do it with another person. That way you can rotate chasing down arrows. I'll get the dogs to help me out. <laughs> but she was fascinated that I took up archery for a minute. Um, okay, let's let me give you the dog story because you probably only read it online. Let me. You told me. We, I think you called me or you texted me. The, that, I think that was the start of our conversation. The Diddy ran away. Mm. It was Friday morning. I, I had, I was at Panera and it was 9-11 and I get a phone call from a 419 number I don't know. And this woman says, oh, I, I didn't, I declined it. No voicemail on the text. She calls back a couple minutes later. She says, hi, hi, Eric. Okay. Um, this is a concerned neighbor. Oh. Um, I just want to let you know that I have your dog. <gasps> Hold on. Did you like abruptly stop what you were doing? Did you get up mid-conversation? I could see all of those things happening. Gotta go by. When she said, when she said, um, <laughs> uh, this is a concerned neighbor, I kind of panicked. Like, is the house on fire? Did somebody break in? Mm-hmm. Something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And then she told me about Diddy. Um, she said, my daughter saw him out running and now we've got him in an eyesight. And I said, I'll be... She said, we're right, uh, run Tiburon. I'll be like, so I raced out of Panera, didn't say goodbye to Marissa, hopped in my car. Oh my God. Mostly ran the red at um, 475 and airport. And uh, I get into my neighborhood. I make the left. Then you see him. And I see a couple of people, a couple of cars off to the side. And I see Diddy. I roll my window down and we just look at each other. He was so happy. He had been on, you, he was out for a good half an hour. Did you curse at him? No. See, I probably would have done, I love the videos where people are tracking down their dogs and they talk to them like people, like, get your beep, beep, beep in the car and just cursing. And I told you about that. And nope. I, I, yeah. The, the one feeling that I had before, like, I figured out how all this happened was, like this son of a bitch. He's yeah. been, he's been <laughs> running the neighborhood for forty minutes. Oh my the whole neighborhood God. is his playground, and now he gets the reward of getting to go in the car because he loves car rides. Um, Did he? Here's how I think it happened, and I'm just not that that careless or anything. So I guess around eight thirty or so, um, getting ready to go out and go get coffee, and. Diddy doesn't want to come downstairs. I'm like, fine, Andre, we'll go out. So I put Andre on the leash. We go out. I left the door open so that Diddy can come out when he mm-hmm. when he feels like it. Uh, I've done this once before. He did come out, and I hooked him up, and you know they went and did their thing. I was not even. I was on the pathway in front of my house, not even on the lawn. Mm-hmm. I wasn't down on the street. I wasn't in the driveway. I was. I I couldn't see my door, but I wasn't far at all from it. Mm-hmm. And while the door was open, he must have run. Because when I took Andre back inside, I didn't see Diddy. I left him at the top of the stairs. I figured he just ran back up to bed. He loves to stay in bed. Until I get that phone call. And I can't tell you how... I didn't feel bad because Mm -hmm. by the time the situation had resolved itself, some helpful neighbors, his dog tag. It's funny, the woman called PetSmart. Because the dog tag, I guess, says PetSmart. Oh, Little, she didn't realize that my name and number were on the other side of the tag. Uh. And I think she's seen me around the neighborhood before and, you know, whatever else. But everything was all good. But yes, I do very much realize how 
catastrophic that, and yeah. devastating yeah. this could have been. He could have been hit by a car. Yeah. He could have been attacked by an animal. He could have gotten stuck somewhere. But he just, the woman said he was Especially eating some- on a busy street, yeah. He, well, I mean, he knows our neighborhood pretty well. Yeah. But he could have easily gone past Fridays and something on airport, and that I would did. have- I would have never forgiven myself. Dead. No, I can't. Ugh. I have witnessed a dog being hit by a car on a busy road. Like the minute the dog, it was when I was still living in Cleveland and I saw, I was at such a distance that I saw the dog physically run out of the front door. It looked like the owner was getting the mail or something, run out of the front door and dart right into the street and get hit. Like just get, and it was one of the worst things I've ever seen. So, I, I mean, I'm really, I guess, yes, I pro- I even would have been overwhelmed and just grateful that it, nothing worse happened. Um, but your dogs, man, they've got some personalities. Not to say that, like, why would I expect Diddy to stay in the house? That happened to Kitty once. Like, um, we, before we got Sunny, uh, our back door. So, or no, maybe we did have Sunny. We did have Sunny, and she was in her crate. Our door, our back door, when you open is like if you open the front door or if you the front corridor is open and this back door is not locked, it'll pop open. It's like a suction, like an air suction or something. And Thomas had taken Sonny out to use a bathroom and he didn't close the door and lock it like he didn't lock it all the way. And you have to make sure it's locked. And um, he didn't lock it all the way. So when we got home from the movie and I think we saw Endgame, we saw some Avengers movie. So we were gone for hours. Um, and we got home, the back door was wide open, and Kitty was gone. He was gone. And so he was gone for hours. I literally put his litter box and his food out on the patio and slept on the couch with the patio door open, hoping that he would smell it and come back. Thomas was so devastated that he was driving around the property at like 2 a.m. looking for Kitty with his like security flashlight. And I'm like, somebody's going to call the police on you. We ended up finding Kitty. He was under a car in the parking lot, not far from our house, under a car. And, like, I can't describe him. Like, it was the opposite of Diddy. His face, his he was just wide-eyed. Like, this is a house cat. Like, he hasn't seen the hood since we got <laughs> him. Like, he, he was just wide-eyed and just nails out. And he, I've never seen a cat sweat. And it was like he had just been in a fight. Like, he had just been in a fucking fight. And he's just like... <gasps> And then we brought him in the house, and I cried for the rest of the night, and he was safe, and that never happened again. But a lot easier to find a dog than a cat. Oh my god, and a three-legged cat at that, and he is fast for three legs. He is fast. He had the whole world that he never knew existed. Drags the one, and he just goes like (laughs) so. Anyway, bless his heart. Since I didn't have to deal with much drama, and it's funny too, when I got home, (laughs) this motherfucker. What Andre do? Um, I, when I got Diddy and we pulled into the garage, uh, on, they're always barking when I come home, but Andre had an angry bark. <laughs> like I get, like he, like something was wrong. Uh-huh. He's like, Diddy was not there. Um, when we got out of the car and got settled, Diddy looked, had the audacity to look at the door again. <laughs> I'm like, absolutely not. And in my heart, like you never know because they're animals. I've I've gone through this before, and you probably have as well. Mm-hmm. For sure, Andre would come home because mm-hmm. he he adores me. Um, I think Diddy would eventually come, eventually would have come home 
as long as nothing bad happened. Um, like a day later, he'd uh-huh. be like, I'm done. It was nice. Because he's just very independent. But Diddy's day out. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I have another animal story. And I don't know if I told you this or not. And then I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. From the beginning of our time off. Um, did I tell you about my visit to, to go see Maddie at Bethany's house? <laughs> Briefly. <laughs> All right. So this is another animal story. <laughs> poor Maddie. <laughs> no, not not poor Maddie. Poor Bethany. Uh-huh. First of all, Maddie absolutely adores Josh. She's so cute. Bethany is just there. Um, so Bethany's told us before that Maddie thinks she's a dog. Mm. She eats out of the dog bowls. She plays with the dog toys. Um, so I had Bethany gave me like a little container of some snacks. I, I'm pretty sure they were they were Maddie's. They were like small cookie cracker type things, and I she didn't say that it wasn't okay to give the dog some. So um, Gus and Tucker both knew that I, I had some food for them and they sat down. And Maddie comes over and gets in between them. Like she was the third dog. <laughs> and I know you know this, but like the position dogs assume when they're going to get a treat. Mm-hmm. Maddie's position in between them was no different. Oh my God. You should have taken a picture. I didn't have time, but I, I figured this all out. Um, maybe it's because they're all roughly the same size. Mm-hmm. Gus and Tucker are small dogs. Mm-hmm. Maddie's the same. Um, none of them can speak English. They all just communicate with like these guttural noises. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's watched a lot of their behavior. Yeah. So her first word, I know she says a couple of things, but her first real word word will be woof. Like, it was crazy. She is just one of the dogs. I think that is adorable. Maddie is adorable. She can't do anything wrong. I'm curious if there's examples of this. Like, there's got to be a YouTube video of somebody else that's had this. Or, like, a blog that, that Bethany should read. That I find it to be fascinating, but not shocking. Because that's her environment. Like, that's just her... Um, same the little things the same size as her like just I, that doesn't shock me but I find it adorable Maddie's adorable she can do no wrong in my eyes no she's a great little kid I, she's doing these things because Bethany said she's just mimicking it's monkey yeah. see monkey do yeah she had one moment where she looked like she was trying to do a handstand but she couldn't <laughs> pick her big diapered butt and feet off the ground. <laughs> So she was just kind of in like a camel position. It's like, Bethany, what is she doing? It's like she's trying to stand on her head. She saw her cousin or something do it. But she just couldn't get her feet off the ground because her butt was so big in that diaper. Little baby logic. Like, yep, she's just trying to stand on her head. And she's up and walking and everything now. And she likes to run a little bit. Um, I... I think she might have gone after a toy that I threw, but maybe she realized the dogs are faster mm-hmm. than her than she is. And she only runs when you say, ready, set, go. She will not go unless you say, ready, set, go. And then the funny thing is, much like me and my desire to run fast or long distances, she only goes like six steps and then she's out of it. Then she's done. She's yeah. like, I, I need a break. Where's my, where's my milk? Where's yeah. my bottle? That's cute. Does she have hair yet? She's got enough for a barrette. A little bit of hair. She's she's still so stinking. Cute. A little bit of hair. I love it. 
So before I really went into major meltdown mode and I was just sliding and, and trying to detach and let everybody have their space and me to just, you know, invest in my vacation, you sent me a picture of you in a wedding dress. I did? Do you, you love it? You don't remember that? I, I didn't remember if I did or not. Do you like it? I do. I love it. I think it looks great. Tell me about that experience. Is that the one? Yeah, I bought it. Um, it so... We went wedding, if you remember, we went wedding dress shopping in August, September time, and um, it was not the greatest experience for me, um, And but I, I inevitably saw a dress that I really loved and said yes to it, but I didn't, I didn't like pull the trigger, so I didn't buy it, and um, it was because I just wasn't quite comfortable. It was my first day trying on dresses. It was only the second shop I had went to. And I said, I need to just take some time to think about it. And that feeling didn't go away. Was that the one I sent you? Yeah. Did I send you both or just that one? I think it was that one. I... Let me make sure I send this to you and not Thomas. That would be whoopsies. No, I think that was that was the only one that you sent me, and okay. the timeline was right as well. It looked, it looked great, and and I thought when you said you were going on Thursday, it was this past Thursday, not the previous one. Mm-mm, mm-mm, it was the previous one. So um, I just sent you the other one. Well, it's sending now, um, and this is like a better. This is me in my veil and me in the dress that Mich- and Michelle's dressed too. Where did you go to pick this up at? I, we were in Novi, so we did go to David's Bridal. Inevitably, I settled on David's Bridal, which I, um, um, which in at first I was not a fan of. I've just heard horror stories about this place, but um, unfortunately, they're just really the only ones that carried a variety of sizes, um, which was important for me to be able to try things on and not have to squeeze into it or embarrass myself where I'm partially showing my underwear because the size 12, um, did you get it? Yeah, who's the girl? That's my sister-in-law. That's Michelle. Never heard of her. She's my maid of honor. Yes, you have. That's Andrew's mom, Andrew and Colin's mom. I love it. I think it looks great. I'm glad you love it. So I think initially I only sent you pictures of what it's what it's going to look like. Like I sent you, I think, the website photos. Or maybe I did it. Maybe I sent you another one. But I made some modifications to it this time around, which I love better than the first time. The first time I sent it to you, I didn't even love myself in it. So I was not super pleased, but I just knew that this was the style. This was It just felt like me. It felt like something, like it's... Um, uh, I, I don't want to give too many details. It's she. And um, what's wrong with that? Nothing. Everything. It's everything. I've. It's just. It just felt like me. Like style wise, it didn't feel like something that I, I realized I'm a little more edgy than I thought, and so a, a lot of stuff didn't didn't align with me. So um, we went. So the plan was we're gonna go back. I'm gonna buy a shapewear because I also tried on wedding dresses and black underwear like an idiot the first time. And didn't have on any shapewear. And so I bought some shapewear, made an appointment, went back. And I said, I'm going to try on all the other dresses I had on my rack that I didn't try because I found this one. So I'm going to make sure this is the one by trying on the other options. And when I went there, they had nothing. Like they literally sold out of almost everything everything else. They didn't sell out of the one that I picked, so they had that for me to try on again, and they made the modifications I requested, so their alterations person came over and said, okay, well, we'll do this, this, and this, and then we tried it on. It was the last one we tried on, and it was just like, 
And my mom's like, stop wasting our time. <laughs> like, you know that's your dress. Michelle said, so you mean to tell me you dragged me all the way out to Michigan just to pick the dress that you picked when we were in Toledo? I said, yes, I did. Uh, we were right by 12 Oaks Mall. Um, and and so I bought it. What, is, what does dress cost? Uh, that one's about $1,400. And then my veil is 100 So 1500 And then once you include my shoes and accessories, I'll be probably around 18 Wear some Jordans. Uh, no. <laughs> if you buy me some studded Jordans, I'll wear them for the not, reception. Not studded, but what size shoe do you wear? In, uh, I'm a seven and a half, eight, but I can get away with kid sizes. Seven and a half, eight in women's? Um, seven, uh, seven and a half, eight in women's, yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite color? White or black? You know I like neutrals. All right. Maybe my wedding gift to you will be a pair of fine Jordans. <laughs> Whatever. I barely ever wear tennis shoes. But um, so, yeah. So it, it like I didn't have a moment this time. They were like, do you want to ring the bell and take a picture with the picture? And I said, nah, I'm not that kind of girl. Like I'm just the opposite of everything I thought I was going to be. I'm not. My mom bought her dress. So um, she picked out hers and purchased because mom's walking me down the aisle um and so we are uh we're we're in there you don't i don't like, love it you don't love it why let me see again uh, i don't like the color so it's like a beige underneath and then it has a sequence kind of Gunmetal. This was the original one she thought she was going to get, but she saw that one and liked it a lot more. Oh, I like that one better. Yeah. Uh, wait, let me see hers again. It looks, uh, what's the word? Like maybe chrome? It does. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm... It looks, I think it looks great. It does in person. It's flawless. She okay. looks fantastic. Your, your mom is such a vibrant, joyous person. <laughs> she does better with colors. Yeah, well. I, I would think that person would do better with colors, but whatever. Yeah. Good. Well, congratulations. What's what else is left to check off on the list? Oh, we have to find a caterer. We do have to go to um, the rental place and pick out chairs and pay whatever deposit it is to reserve the chairs because those are the things that are important, like chairs and linens. And I have to um, find a caterer, but we have to settle on what we want to do. So that's probably, and maybe you can help me or somebody, people that are listening, if you have cute ideas. So I'm back and forth on if we want to do a plated, like a sit-down plated meal where servers will serve you your meal, where you get your invitation and you say you want beef. No. Uh, Okay, so no. Um, Or if we want to do kind of like tapas style small plates, like stations all night. So I would prefer the endless. And my mom is being sour about it. She's like, great, so you want appetizers. And I said, mom. No, I don't want appetizers. I want, yes, but no, like an upscaled appetizer, you know? So, and I said, and there's stations and you can graze the stations, but you have your, you have a table with a full place setting. So you have a full size dinner plate and you take that dinner plate around to your stations and pick what you want. Go sit down and you eat it and you enjoy your meal with everyone else. And then you can go back for the I, rest of the night. I like that one. The the choices, it's always like chicken, steak, fish. I know. It's or it vegetarian. Feels, it feels very limiting. And um, 
from my little wedding knowledge, like you never really get a great, incredible meal. Mm -hmm. So I want variety and choices. When I when I went to Justin and Lucas's wedding, they had the tapas style. Did and they, they? They had stations. <gasps> I wonder and who it, they did that with. Uh, their thing was at the museum at the glass pavilion, so the museum catered it. Oh, um, I'm pretty sure the museum catered it. They have those capabilities, so it was kind of nice to. Since I'm not getting like a fine meal, mm -hmm. it's nice if I can grab like a couple of cookies, get a small side salad or whatever, and then mm -hmm. throw a roll on there. But I'd love it if you do that and you sit down and you enjoy your table, like because people sit at the tables for the dances and whatnot. But then you get up and you mingle, and then maybe a couple hours later, you go back and get another slider because yeah. there's still more. Yep. You know, and so mom goes, okay, so what's to stop everyone from getting beef at the beef carving station and getting mashed potatoes and just stocking up so they have a full meal? Nothing. I said, there will be staff to control. Oh. You're not going to be able to get six slices of beef. You can get two at a time. You know what I mean? Um, but I just... First, I don't know why I like that more. I think it's because it's like people can really just fill their bellies all night compared to you get your one meal. Like, who's to say if it's going to be warm or quality, you know, where you can just fill your belly all night with whatever you want, you know? If, I, if I'm if i not going to have a great meal, yeah. I'd at least like to have choices. Yeah. So I think that I think we're going to do that. And the other thing I'm very much looking forward to, which I don't know is possible or not. And I don't think I'm going to call the Metro Park and ask. Um, is I would like the open bar to start before the ceremony, so when you come to the ceremony and you sit down, you can go get a drink first and then sit down and enjoy your drink while you watch us get married. Do you really want me drinking while you're doing that? Yes, I do. Guess who is my officiant? Give me a hint. Um, I've been related to him since birth. Carl one, Ball. I was going to say one of your brothers. My brother shocked the hell out of me and said he wanted to marry us. And now he's freaking himself out about it. But I'm like, bro, you he went and got officially ordained and everything. I'm like, oh my God. I think you could do that on the internet pretty yeah. easily. So, But it was it was quick. So it, was, it wasn't like, you know, I, I'm having a hard time because I think we're non-traditional and that we don't care much about a bridal party. I don't want to hassle anyone. But there's people in our lives that want to be involved and I feel bad not involving them. My brother, every with my dad passing, everyone assumes that the person walking down the aisle is automatically your brother. I think I'm also non-traditional. I'm like, why? When it's been my mom who deserves that role yeah. all along. You've driven her to her Florida booty calls. <laughs> the least she can do is walk you to somebody who will be yours for the you rest of your I mean? life. My brother has been absolutely supportive and loving, and I love him so much. Um, and I wish I could give him that moment because I think it would mean a lot to him. But it, I know it would mean a lot to him. And I want him to have that capacity of meeting at my wedding. But... That that just deserves to be my mom, one hundred percent. For sure. Um, so I was really excited to hear him say he wanted to officiate, and I think it'll be entertaining and fun and interesting and all sorts of stuff. So, did we talk about a food truck? We talked about it, but we didn't we didn't really settle on anything. I thought about that also. Like maybe we'll just do food trucks, but I think inevitably I don't. I like the idea of a catered staff. They're walking around getting the dirty plates. They're responsible for everything in the bar except the liquor. They provide the bartender. They do all of that. So I think okay. I like like a Michael's Cafe or something like that. 
So you need you need a caterer. I do need a caterer. Yeah, somebody that comes with catering staff, somebody that comes with a bar, and all the fixings. They'll handle the drinks. They'll handle the plates. There's a full kitchen at this location, so they have like a kitchen with a refrigerators and warmers. I learned that caterers need that stuff, mm-hmm. so we do have that kitchen space for them. Um, but I do. I need a caterer, and I I don't want to spend a ton of money. Okay, I'll get to work. <laughs> I will. I'll get to work. Yay! Um, all right. So that's wedding. We took care of the wedding dress, fourteen hundred dollars. Uh, what else did I want to run by you? Well, we've been so far away. Oh, um, I didn't watch as much as I could have. I played a lot of video games. Mm-hmm. That was nice. Uh, for whatever reason, I can never really read books when I'm not either. on vacation. I fall asleep. I, I just I need to like block out like parts of days. Because I read slow and I really want to digest them. I did read one book uh, that I've seen a lot of people uh, write good things about this past year from Julia Gallif. It's called The Scout Mindset. Hmm. Um, Let me give you... I read it on the Libby app. So I had to screenshot all the highlighted notes I made. (laughs) Because I don't get to keep it. Um, Let me... It was very helpful. It wasn't as profound as I expected. But let me read one of these quotes that I did grab. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Sorry. Two ways in which sc- it's soldier mindset, scout mindset. This is the scout mind. Two ways in which scouts think about error differently from most people. First, they revise their opinions incrementally over time, which makes it easier to be open to evidence against their beliefs. Second, they view errors as opportunities to hone their skill at getting things right, which makes the experience of realizing I was wrong feel valuable rather than just painful. Just good suggestions of a way of being more objective about your decision making and we are what our decisions are yeah 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 so there were things in that book how to be better at making more objective less Mm -hmm. emotional decisions um read that and then another book we both watched don't look up (laughs) and What, what did you think it's everything so i so adam mckay had a adam mckay who who did the movie uh, the producer had a long relationship and still probably does in the mid 2000s with Will Ferrell. I uh, did Anchorman, oh. did Talladega Night, and then another one. And then he kind of shifted into these satires, these very accurate, detailed satires. He did The Big Short. Did you see that? Mm-mm. The Big Short was with the 2008 uh, housing crisis. No, I didn't see that. And uh, Christian Bale was in that. He did Vice with, again, Christian Bale. Where uh, Christian Bale portrayed Dick Cheney, mm. how Dick Cheney was really the one pulling the strings during Bush's presidency. So he always hits for me. So I didn't have to watch this movie wondering if I was going to like it or not, or if I was going to be too judgmental about it. I knew that there was an all-star cast, mm. and I just sat back and enjoyed it. And I wanted that asteroid to hit. I'm glad that it did. Even the way that it hit was like, whoa. It was very deep impact Armageddon-ish. I think it was a little more R-rated than that, to be honest. Like, what do you mean? Oh, the way, like how everybody yes, died. Yeah, the way the body splattered. Yeah. <laughs> like, just crazy. I enjoyed it, and it was completely. Uh, I think we very much agree with the sentiment being portrayed in the opinions. How it's just Accurate. a it's a loud, bombastic world. And nobody listens to the truth or to the, to the science. It's all about what money can we make, how efficient. My two favorite parts of it, or 
my favorite part was Mark Rylance, who was a great actor, portraying the quirky, esoteric, idiosyncratic... (laughs) Jeff Bezos? Yeah, uh, I would say more like Tim Cook. Zuckerberg, Bezos. Yeah, the... Very reserved, kind of high-pitched voice. <laughs> Won't look you in the eye. Yes, like, yes. Like the super quirky, intelligent tech genius. Like uh, he was my favorite part. And then the other part that I took away from it was um, how Leonardo DiCaprio dates beautiful models who are half... Holy who are, ordinary. Who are half his age and whatever. That That is what it is. And the fact that he was just, yes, an ordinary professor with an extremely ordinary wife of a woman. I mean, but but they didn't really do anything outrageous to make him look that way. Like, there wasn't any kind of... that I know of, like it's not like they added extra meat, extra fat to his face. Like that was just him with a different kind of wig and glasses. I don't even know. And the clothing. I don't, I don't even know it was a wig. Now I know that, like in the film, they talked about him being like astronomer Bay, you know. So he was like right. sexualized in the film. So he, there's still some attraction to him. But but was, I I did it, love it. It was his intellect and his next door neighbor type. I did. I loved it. I, I mean, so I don't think I mentioned this, but I had a really bad sore neck during the holiday, like during the Christmas holiday. And I ended up taking a couple muscle relaxers. So I fell asleep. I couldn't even watch all of that. And I didn't get back to it for a couple of days, but I'm glad I did. It is so dark in the most accurate kind of way. Like it's, it's kind of makes you miserable. Like I got Thomas's feedback and he goes, it was just really sad. Like yeah. it, it went downhill from there. And I said, I think we all agree because of how accurate it is. Just because of how wholly accurate Jonah Hill be playing the Trump <laughs> Jr. Basically Trump Jr. Like, I mean, who else could he have been? Yeah. I, I think I saw an article that said he's the encaps he encapsulates all of the Trumps. I love like, all the Trump children. Water bottle. Like all the all the Trump children. And then Meryl Streep at, in the end, like the last scene when they got to the other planet. She gets eaten. And she gets eaten. And apparently that's her real naked body. I'm just like, this is insane. This uh, Jennifer Lawrence, uh um Timothy Chalet, Shallot. Oh, like, oh my that, god! Yes, he, th- he played a great character as well, especially after just seeing him in, in Dune and what he was there to, like skater dude with the mullet. Yeah, yeah. I, I took a, I took a screenshot of that and sent it to Justin because um, that's his dude. But oh, is it? it, it like the, the star cast and how it was- accurate it was. And tell me if you were the most angry I got was I think during. Um, Whatever I forget when they did their first appearance on the on the on the Seacrest show, yeah, um, and they just wanted nothing to do with anything of any import because it was all about laughs and fluffiness and dogs and good stories. Uh-huh. And then to juxtapose that later on when he's just cursing on the on what was live TV. I the only thing I feel like they were they were missing, which they could have benefited from a Regina King is they needed more representation of color and the reaction that we may have had um, because I feel like if we if the parallel is meant to be maybe COVID and how there was a illness that killed 
you know, almost a million people in the U.S. and nobody was listening to the scientists. Like, where's that black family that's like, I'm not playing around with y'all. Pack your suitcases. We're going to Yellowstone or something. You know, I needed that comedy there because there also wasn't. I mean, my only critique is there wasn't any representation. There was the gentleman that was the head of the what's his name? He was the NASA guy. Correct. Was that not it? That was it. That was it. There wasn't any. With Tyler Perry. <laughs> Tyler, right. Which was a a, a bigger role. But um, that, I mean, that might have been my only disappointment is they needed to have like a Regina King in there or a um, Sterling, Sterling K. Brown, like something. They needed to have another presence in there. Um, maybe even the youth, like maybe even how teenagers would have responded to this where the other kids are like celebrating in the street. And, and the other teenagers are like, hell no. And like, you know, that really smart black kid that's creating his own spaceship. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Just It's funny that you say that your, your takeaway was that it was reflective of COVID. To me, it was like American society and culture as a whole. Oh, yeah. But I think, I, I mean, there were a lot of parallels to COVID in my opinion. A lot. Just with maybe how the politicians responded or lack of response, and you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe because I feel like there was there just was a lot of parallels to COVID, and the so the don't look up, you know how it's a look up campaign, and we had a mask up campaign, and just ma- how Ariana Grande's character like oh god, <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't have picked anybody better. By the way, she played and it so well. Kid Cudi, yeah, I love. So okay, great. there you go, Kid Cudi. I love yeah. that. So that was hilarious. Uh, yeah, all the characters. I mean, it, I, now you might want to go back and watch The Big Short and Vice because, like, Adam McKay doesn't miss for me. Like, he is dead on. It's my kind of humor. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't watch. I guess there was a thing with um, who's his name? Patton Oswalt mm. had to go on an apology tour because he went up with Dave Chappelle or something on New Year's Eve. So I don't, I don't do comedies uh, or, or stand-ups. But like that. This, like, we we're making fun of ourselves for how dumb everything is. I'm all in. They should have had Dave Chappelle play Dave Chappelle. Like, and where he would, you know what I mean? What he would have done in this situation. Make Armageddon jokes? Yeah, something. They should have had Dave Chappelle play Dave Chappelle. But I think that might have been my only, literally my only bit of criticism. Otherwise, I enjoyed every second of it. I thought it was well done. And I think we need more of that. That's not like Borat style and more like this completely accurate there's two kinds of people there's us who look at it and go we're so fucked <laughs> and that at least at least we were entertained as <laughs> we were so fucked uh, then there's the other people who who probably turn it off because they don't they don't get it uh, they, they are who is yeah. being made fun of yeah yeah they are who is being made fun of it exactly. was uh it was the ending was or the last act or whatever you want to call it when they knew when the missiles or the mines didn't work, and like it was definitely and coming, they like left quickly. Well, no, before that, mm-hmm. um, when Jonah Hill's character had like pulled his mom off stage mm-hmm. and was saying something, and then a guy in a red hat looks up, and then yeah, they, they, they were at the rally, or yeah, the, yeah, and their eyes are finally open, and like they're really now all going to die, and they're throwing bottles and shit at Jonah Hill. <laughs> yeah, yep. Um. Mary Billu from The Blade told me about this, and she sent me the story uh, just as the calendar turned. So I guess there is a, from Lake Superior State, 
like literally up in the UP of Michigan, they have a press release every year on, and they retire words. Mm. Um, so from last year, it let, let, so in 2021, these words were, were banned and they're all pretty familiar ones. Uh, all, all kinds of COVID, COVID-19, coronavirus, Rona, Karen, pivot, unprecedented. We're all in this together. Sus. So it's a little bit of words retired of hearing because of different stories or like slang. And you know, mm-hmm. I am very picky about words and things like that. So this year's list, um, wait, what? You're not saying it right. Wait, it's what? Like, wait, what? Well, could... <laughs> Because nobody ever says it. It's, I do. It's only, people only say it online. You know what? Wait, what? They need to quit it with their chuggy article about mm. what I can and cannot say, okay? All right. No worries. <laughs> I say that all the time. Akuna Matata, usually. At, and now there's some business speak. At the end of the, at the, end of the day, uh, that being said. Circle back. That's number six. Asking for a friend. Deep dive. You probably see that, see that in your emails, right? Yeah. New normal. You're on mute and supply chain. I am okay with them getting rid of asking for a friend. I'm okay with them getting rid of that being said. Not a fan. But um, I can say circle back as many times as I want to. I, I can say per my previous email as many times as I want to. How about following up on? I can say following up <laughs> on as many times as I want to, and they can suck it. How about that? Okay. So How you, about that? That's why they're still university students and not working in the real world yet. Fair enough. Fair no enough. No offense to all you university students. Go Rockets. Um, any other fun things during the holiday time off? Um, my nephew's got skates. Skates. They got they like got ice skates. Some convertible roller rollerblade skates. So you can either convert them into rollerblades or use them as roller skates. Oh, that's very. Cool. I'm glad we finally have that. And a skateboard has been purchased uh, by Santa. Santa got them a skateboard, and <laughs> I am very much looking forward to how that's going to go. So. Injuries? Did they? Did it come with like helmets already, or pads? Already, mm. already. It was Andrew. Santa got Andrew the skateboard, and Colin was like riding it back and forth in the hallway, and it cracked Andrew in the head on Christmas. <laughs> and Andrew's like holding his head, and he didn't cry though, so that was good. Um, Many more injuries to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was my first holiday with my brother back in town from California, so that was really nice, and I. Um, have a trend for the white elephant gift I continue to pick. So last year I also had a really bad strained neck. So I got a neck massager that like vibrates and also heats up. And this year I got one of those massage guns for your muscles. So apparently, um, Christmas and when adulting is involves massage things. What did, I forget. What did you and Thomas exchange with one another? Uh, he got a multi-tool and I got a makeup mirror. Because so. I know you were going to go small, right? Like nothing big? Literally, I don't okay. think either of us spent over 50 bucks, which is nice. Merry Christmas. Happy 2022. I, I You know, and I'm I'm happy it's over with, but not in a bah humbug kind of way. Just in a, I'm looking forward to what's next. So, uh, it's, it's foolish to make any predictions, but to talk about COVID for a minute... Um, Mm. I get irritated when I see anybody saying, uh, the positivity rate. Well, okay. We know that this one is far more contagious 
But I think we know now that it's far less lethal as well. Correct. And my fingers are crossed that this will be the last problematic variant. Now, I hate that it's it's all out there mm-hmm. because the more that it's out there, the more that it can mutate. I did see I did see a story today. There's a the the major epidemiologist in Denmark said it's kind of running out of gas. Now, look, this is one person, and we never know these things are unpredictable. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, this transitioning into more of a pain in the ass cold for a healthy person is better and we're done with the really lethal variants and hopefully we can get back to whatever life will be. Yeah, I um, I, I agree, um, but I will add that I what I would also like to leave in 2021 is, but I thought you didn't get COVID when you're vaccinated. Oh, well you, leave that shit. That person is still looking up for the asteroid. In, t- <laughs> in 2021, um, you know, yeah, it, it's... I, I hope so as well. It's got to be running out of some sort of gas. But like I also think that we're in a you never know kind of yeah. period. And I think that I have personally made a point to not publicly criticize COVID or scientists or researchers or nurses or doctors because I think everybody's expecting them to be on experts on things that, we, that we've never experienced before. Like even down to um, the criticism that most of the uh, tests that we've had in our county were all expired. You know what I mean? So apparently like it's, there's a national shortage on tests and the tests we do have are expired. My entire box was. Did I tell you that? Uh, yep. So I can't use that test? You can. Um, you can, but they're, they're sending out data and information that while tests are expired, they're still be able to be used. Um, and so then that's a critic, that's a talking point for people to criticize it. And it's like, hello, nobody ever knew that this was going to happen and that we needed this. Of course, we're behind the eight ball and we're trying to keep up. Did you, you know, have you, I, I know you're not on Twitter like I am, but there is an epidemiologist. I, I should look up exactly what it is. He's now got like half a million followers. His name is Eric Topol, T-O-P-O-L, Mm-mm. old gentleman, gray hair, um, He's the only one that I think seems to have done well um, in all of COVID. Like, mostly everybody of any level of importance during COVID, and I don't mean at the local level, like people that could have made this thing better, um, who dictated decision-making, and whoever else. I know, like, Dr. Amy from last year, but it was so new back then, and she got run off. Like, nobody gets to pat themselves on the back. Very few people get to pat themselves on the back for how all of this were, was handled. Yeah, yeah, and that, and I think everybody needs to accept that and move on. Like, I don't think anyone's, like, you know, standing on a hill claiming a Nobel Peace Prize for how they accept Trump, maybe. I'm sorry. I should, I'm sorry. No criticism. But, like, it just, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it is, we're, we're getting through it as best we can, despite the people dragging their feet, and we'll keep going. Let me uh, throw one maybe controversial thought um, out at you with COVID in a second. Uh, Let me do a quick traffic report, okay? Mm -hmm. An earlier issue on the Turnpike eastbound is now all clear. We have no situations, no slowdowns, or otherwise at the moment. That's your Cumulus Toledo right now traffic. So you can tell me if uh, you you dislike my decision here, um, and I am open because we haven't discussed this. I'm I'm open to to insight here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we both know that like cloth ma- cl- unless you have like the a, a truly 
professional medical masks, you're not you're not doing a whole lot of good. Mm. The cloth masks are not as effective as those. And that's what I've been wearing the whole time. The, the cloth masks with my different superheroes on them. So I I'm not wearing my mask anymore. Um, I the only reason because I don't think it's doing any good. And at this point, to sound like a real dick, but you you expect nothing else. I. I you're on your. You're on you now. Like we're we're three shots in. Yeah. And if I am going, if I'm carrying it, I am curious if I if I've had it because I am probably Same. I'm probably quickly becoming a minority of people who has not Same. had it with the pervasiveness of Omicron. Same. And thankfully, the people that I've come in contact, like uh, Jody, told me she got it. She's like, it felt like a cold. Like people that I know that have gotten this, thankfully they've all been okay. Some have been hit with some aches and fevers, but nothing like the initial. The deltas and whatnot. Right. Um, I, I'm curious if I've gotten it at all. If I have the antibodies, but whatever. But if I'm carrying it in my body, mm-hmm. and my nose has been running for six weeks now since things got cold. I took a test with you, all negative. If I, if you get some of my droplets, hate that word. God. If some of my spit <laughs> makes its way to you, and I have COVID, and you get fatally ill. That's on you. You've had plenty of chances to take care of yourself. And the only other thing is, well, what if that person is immunocompromised? I'm like, look, we know how how pervasive this one is. Maybe they shouldn't be doing certain things. And I sincerely apologize. But I think for the most part, the people that are out there not taking precautions or not vaccinated are the ones who have chosen to not do that. And if I get you sick because I'm carrying something I don't know, you had plenty of chances to be safe. I think that I am taking more ownership in doing what I'm most comfortable with. And it usually involves me, not necessarily another person. So I'm transit like beyond besides if I'm doing something extraordinary, like going to a nursing home or something like I am just doing what I feel like is best for me and what I feel most comfortable with. So when I was out, um, I think we were already on break at this point, but when I was out, doing last minute holiday shopping. We were at 12, 12 Oaks mall when I was buying my wedding dress. Um, I did wear a mask walking around because there were so many people. I was in the state of Michigan. There were so many people. Um, we have recently made some decisions about our social lives that we're not going to celebrate certain things. And, um, that, so I, that's what I'm more comfortable with, but like just day to day, I haven't been wearing a mask walking around and I'm immunocompromised. Like, you know what I mean? I meet all of those qualifications. I got my vaccine early. I got my booster early. Like I'm also immunocompromised. Um, beyond like young children, I I feel like I don't have as much of responsibility to other people. So when you catch me wearing a mask, it's usually because I feel safer protecting myself from getting maybe sick or um, than than anything else. Like right this month I cannot afford to get COVID because I have some really important stuff that I need to be present for. So I need to be more responsible because I know if I get COVID, I have to quarantine, you know, not necessarily. And there, I do think it's important to do our due diligence for the people around us, but I think we've done that. You know what I mean? And so I don't, I don't feel, um, I agree with you that I don't really feel like, um, have to I don't, be as concerned about other people. I, I'm not going to protect you anymore. Yeah. You've, yeah. Had, you've had 23 months <laughs> and three shots and everything else. Like, if you're willing to be out there taking the risks that you mm-hmm. criticized others for at the beginning of all this, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, it's, 
It's calling the herd. <laughs> but I think that um, at least for myself and my social circles and my family circles, like I, I have young kids in my family that aren't vaccinated yet. Um, older people in my family that aren't vaccinated based on their choices. And um, but there's a level of like trust around me that I would not like I'm not going out to the bars. You know right. what I mean? I think that you and I would probably if we were out to dinner and it got chaotic, we'd probably leave. And that's probably the underline in some of this, or mm-hmm. at least the subtext. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not out at a lot of these places anyway, right, right. so I'm more safe than the average person due to my daily behavior. Um, and if I'm in a store or if I'm doing some shopping and we're in the same aisle with somebody, like, mm-hmm. I still turn my body away. Yeah. And really, the only time I feel weird that people are judging me, questioning me, because there are a lot of people who have masked back up um, just because of a variety of things, but... At the moment, I don't feel the need to do that. Yeah, that's and fair. If I were, if I had any bizarre feelings other than wanting to be dead from my brain being sick, I wouldn't have gone to Bethany's house because Maddie can't get uh, can't can't get vaccinated. But I think even you going to Bethany's house, Bethany would feel comfortable with you doing that because she knows that you're not like tailgating, getting, getting drunk, you know, tailgating around a bunch of people. You know what I mean? It's just, you're not living that reckless life. You do still live your life with the, with like, you're coexisting with COVID. You know what I mean? You're coexisting with it. You haven't ignored it. You haven't forgotten it's there. You're, you're coexisting. Like I'm sure if Lucas County said tomorrow that everybody needs to put a mask on, you'd do it. You would. (laughs) I would, but I would. Do what you're told, Eric. (laughs) Just I was kidding, just kidding. I, it's kind of like uh, what I'm glad some people figured out. Like back in August, and there was one writer for the Atlantic who I, I bring bring up brought up a couple times. Derek Thompson talked about like hygiene theater. Remember, like when the New York subway yeah. was shutting down in the overnight, and Disinfecting. then yeah, we yeah. got to the point where it's like you're not getting COVID that way. Yeah. So that's why I I think we're kind of done with um, some of these real rigid protocols and. As we question them, um, or whether they're going to come back or not, we get one day farther into Omicron, where we, as we see it, it's it's very contagious. It's like mm-hmm. the cold. It's like we've all worked someplace where some idiot comes in, and then before you know it, it's six weeks of going around. So everybody's got different levels of the virus or some kind of flu thing. Yeah, and that's what it feels like where we're at. And I, I have seen maybe you have as well. South Africa says where this thing all started, supposedly, says they've hit their peak and hospitalizations and everything else is down. That's great. So the other good part of Omicron could be that it's up real fast and down real fast. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And and while it's highly transmissible, it's, you know, it's not. Well, I guess the hospitals are still full at the moment. But I want to know who's going. Unvaccinated people. There, I mean, there's there's like data and stats about that. But um, I mean, I think the only thing that I might be actively doing this month is my a good girlfriend's getting married at the end of the month, and she's gone through so much already. Like she's a 2022 bride, and I think all 2022 brides thought that they were immune to what's happening with co- what had happened in 2020 and 2021, and now it's like kind of going into 2022 and I, I know it's devastating for her so decisions are having to be made things are being canceled scaled down and I I could never 
miss her wedding. Like not only because that's my good girlfriend, but also she's been through so much already. So I'm not going to be going out and doing a lot of stuff because I don't want to get COVID and have to miss her wedding. You know, are people going to hospitals? Um, do we still have like the frequent flyer types? The people who maybe it's just an insurance thing, a Medicaid thing. They're just going to the hospital because those are the, like we really. I'm I'm disappointed again with nobody getting passing grades with all this. We hear that. Hospitals are, are getting overwhelmed. Uh, people, Hospitals are on bypass. I need an authoritative person to come out and say, don't, if you think you have it, don't go to the hospital unless you are feeling like you are fatally ill and you've got 105 fever because there are other people mm-hmm. who might actually need the care and services. That's a don't, really good Don't be question. the hypochondriac. I know that there's still people, like all the ICUs are full that I know of. I, I mean, the National Guard, I think, is currently in yeah. our hospitals. Oh, uh, they're at St. Luke's. Yeah, so I, I mean, I know that there's still pe- really sick people in the hospitals and I, I have... I know someone personally that needed to call EMS, and EMS said, sorry, bro, can't transport you. Um, nope, can't take you to the hospital. The only way you'll go is if you walk, and you still won't be prioritized. Um, so, I mean, I know it's still a hot mess. I, I don't know. Maybe we should get somebody on that can speak anonymously. Do we know anyone? Can ask around. Poll. Anybody listening, talk to us. Yeah, I don't know who's going, because this is not the time to be a hypochondriac. And that's why, again... The uh, don't look up. People can't infer information from the hospitals are overwhelmed. There's not enough beds for you. This isn't as lethal as the other ones. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's very contagious. You're going to have a runny nose. Your up, uh, your your chest might be spared from all this. And people can't put all this together when they might panic a little bit and think, "Oh man, I I, th- I think I've got it. I got I've right. got." Or you even test positive, and because you're getting inside your own head and you're not listening to the information. Don't go to the hospital because you're clogging things up. Yeah, and the, I mean, and that person that got into a car wreck or had a heart attack or had a yep. stroke may not may not be saved because you know the hospital's at capacity with COVID people. But I would I would think that if a hospital is admitting someone, then they are sick enough. So it's I I do while I agree, don't go to the hospital, like just from the perspective of a of being a female, and we tend to like. Um, uh, we don't tend to take our symptoms seriously, and then inevitably, like thought, something. I thought that was men who did that. Uh, it's women and black women specifically. Mm. Like we tend to tough it it's out everybody. more. We tough it out more than men. I will. I will go no. toe to toe with you on that. We tough it out more. Men ignore it, and then when when they acknowledge it, they turn into babies. Uh, yes, but like when we're having full on like pain in our right or our left arm like we just like get through it and then find out that it was a damn heart attack you know what I mean so I I think that like while I agree don't go to the hospital I don't know if I would even know that fine line because I've done that before like you know where I get really scared and then I'm like but what if I'm minimizing these things and what if something really is wrong um but like once and, and and if you're at the hospital and they admit you they admit you for a reason I would hope one would hope. Um, so I don't know. It's but yeah, just be be smart. Be I just be smart about it. How prescient was uh, that post I put up a couple of weeks ago when you gave me the test and I'm like I'm gonna sell this thing on eBay because you can't get those tests anywhere, <laughs> nowhere. Yeah, well, I still have them, but they're all expired. <laughs> well, but but apparently you can use them. But I mean, finding one, yeah, like. I, I knew that those things were going to be like Reese's peanut butter cups on Halloween night. They were going to be incredibly hard to to obtain. All right, we uh, figured out how to do this again. 
Tomorrow, Juwan Armour. Yes, I'm excited for Juwan. We'll have to talk in advance. 1230, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I hope he comes in person. That'd be nice. I don't think he Probably is. Probably not, because you I don't would think have had that is. planned already. Yeah. Either way, it's going to be a really good conversation, especially with, like, I mean, I think our, our questions and our topics change by the week based on what's happening in our community. Uh, today was the swearing in for uh, the new council members and the mayor. He put off his uh, his gala, which was supposed to be Saturday. It was a smart move. Are you going? No. I got invited. Do you want to go? Uh, well, it's not happening. Oh, it's not? They canceled it. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, so somebody might reach out to you and say, yeah, that's, I guess, if you bought tickets. I actually, I, I thought about going to the one four years ago. If, if he does do something, I'll consider it because um, so many people that I know, we know, will be there. Um, I messaged Michelle Grimm. I said, don't screw this up. You have podcast visits due. <laughs> and uh, I saw a story today in The Blade uh, talking about how today was swearing in. And, and I think uh, George Sarantu, the other one, who's the other guy who's back on council, had a quote. I don't know how recent it was. He said, somebody came up to me. He said, you know, I'm, I'm afraid to do such and such because of all the gun violence. And it just reminded me again of something that we've talked in circles about for months now. Um, and we'll, we'll bring it up with Juwan tomorrow. This is concentrated. Mm-hmm. Like when I heard what I thought was gunfire, it was probably fireworks. And we, the, the 19 year old that got killed mm-hmm. literally around the corner. Like I don't have a fear of this. And most people where we in Toledo shouldn't have that fear. It's concentrated and that's where he is. And we'll ask him about that. I think, yeah, I think they, the, the, you shouldn't have the fear, but at the same time should care enough to want to participate in curbing or, or resolving or tackling the issues that are at hand that are causing it in some of the areas that people maybe do have fear. I mean, I, even New Year's Eve, I know I had no people personally in the Cleveland area that spent New Year's Eve in their basements to make sure that them or their children weren't hit with any stray bullets, you know? So it, it is still very real for some people. And how do we protect those people? Like, how do we care for our neighbor? Even if it's not your neighbor that's next door or even a block over, it may be 10 minutes away, but it's still your Toledo win, you know? We are that close. Um, so there's that to remember. I I uh, was I deleted like 400 pictures off my phone today. Oh, good for you. Um, Any of me? No. Okay. Sorry. Um, from the the, I came across this one from the summertime from the uh, Philadelphia very progressive district attorney who I like and is getting is getting a ton of shit because he said he had a verbal misstep um, and obviously Philadelphia is another city that set a record for murders they've had like five hundred I think um, we have a really interesting crew here that never existed in this DA's office before headed by a criminologist and some data people and when they geo map this is what you see uh, maybe I'll ask him this this tomorrow but this is the reality. The map of poverty is the map of unemployment, Mm -hmm. is the map of educational Mm -hmm. low achievement, is the map of mass incarceration, is the map of violent crime. It's all the same map. It's all the same map. And I do, I think it's directly related to hope and feelings of hopelessness and despair and feelings of, I mean, I will stand on this soapbox at all times. It it really is. It's all the same. And that's everywhere. Yep. Um, and if somebody gets, somebody fires a gun on Monroe and Secor mm-hmm. or where else, Bancroft and something, it's an outlier. Mm-hmm. Like the these murders and whatnot are in concentrated areas. And that's where my first question I'm going to ask him tomorrow, what's your day like? Yeah. Yeah. What's the team like? What, I, I, have, I, feel, I have a feeling it's a lot of like... Uh, 
almost like case management. Like you're going to houses, you're going to locations, you're identifying people. Um, I know my Carter and I are working on some things with the Barber Initiative this month. So um, I'm excited about that. I think we're trying to get Juwan on board. I don't know, but anyway. Okay. Look at us going on for another 10 minutes when we're trying to wrap up. We didn't. We we were out for two weeks. So, all right. I need a a good solid bye-bye if you have it in you. Uh, Oh, by the way, guard my photo of my wedding dress with your life. Why? Because Thomas can't see it and neither can anyone else. Guard it with your life. In fact, delete it. I don't have it saved. Okay, good. It's on my phone, but not saved. Guard it with your life. I will not delete the pictures of you with Petey on your back or the one with you in your leather jacket. All those wonderful photos I have of you. The ones with my three chins. I hate you. <gasps> Bye-bye.